It's going to be a lot of editing. <laughs> Let's see if I can turn this into something workable. Have we even played the intro yet? No, we have not. We haven't played. I, yeah. I'm going to play the intro. I kind of forgot what the intro sounded like, to be honest with you. And that's the way you make sure you keep the superfluous people under control. You slaughter them. Are you all ready for this revolution? But I am a revolutionary. You're going to have to say that I am a proletarian. I am the people. The people are going to have to stand up against the pig. That's what the Panthers are doing. That's do what the Panthers are doing all over the world. Do we have those brothers and sisters? No. So don't let fear divide us. Keep our eyes on the prize. So let me be clear. We as a country, black, white, Asian, Native American, young, seasoned, Muslim, Christian, Jew, Gentile, atheist, all of us together, all of us together, all of us together. Racialized oppression and dehumanization are woven into the very fabric of our nation. People sometimes forget that love Get on the love train is at the root of our resistance. That's what the intro sounded like. That's right. I did make that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that was pretty cool. All right. Why don't Why don't we record this intro that I wrote down? Okay. Hello. Welcome to Cabal Theory, a podcast where we look at and make fun of pop culture and politics in America and around the world. My name is Skylar. And I'm Alina. And with that out of the way, let's see what we've got today. Why is it a space pen? Space pen. So it's pens. the one they, they yeah, NASA developed those so the astronauts can ride in space. What is it that they do? I'm not really sure, but the old joke goes that um, NASA spent millions and millions and millions of dollars to produce a pen that could ride in space, and the Russians used a pencil. That's true? No, it's not true. Oh. Uh, you can't use a pencil in space. I'm pretty sure that we would have figured that out if you could. Did you get little bits of uh, lead and graphite flying around your oh, workspace? That Can't makes have sense. that. Yeah. Which is actually, uh, that's actually like a problem that if we do survive this global pandemic and if we then after that survive the subsequent pandemics that will occur and then beyond that we survive global warming and climate change <laughs> so once we've adapted to live at 140 degrees um underwater then we will probably have to deal with um all the space garbage that's up there because yes. now like you know, there's all the satellites and shit like that but if you actually go online you can like look at you can look at what it looks like basically from naked eye view and it's like you it, it's insane how much shit is up there like tens of thousands of satellites and just all kinds of shit flying around and then what eventually happens is that shit's flying around at like top speed it's going like twenty thousand miles an hour it's mm -hmm. fucking ridiculous and when that shit starts breaking up and you get these little bitty pieces of metal and rock and shit they start like taking out other satellites it creates it creates kind of like this uh asteroids it's a cycle no they're not asteroids they're mm -hmm. they're man-made things but I mean, like how an asteroid thing Podcast. works in space. Well, it would be like creating a, a little asteroid field of just yes. fucking garbage, plastic and metal. But then at that point, we won't be able to have any satellites. <laughs> so goodbye television, goodbye internet, goodbye phone, goodbye everything. Goodbye GPS. We're going right back to uh, hunter-gatherer society. And, well, you know, honestly, it'll probably be like feudal ownership, pretty similar to what it is today. So really not much will change. Just less people will know how to read. Even less than there is now. Yeah, you, you, actually, you make a good point. You make a good point. I'm not even convinced that the President of the United States knows how to read. 
He doesn't. I, I've seen some of those. Have you ever seen the clip of him where he's like being deposed in the in the state of New York for some some real estate crime or some fraud? But he he was in there reading his thing with the prosecutors, and he he just he couldn't read it. He just he's fumbling all over words. I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, he, he's a bumbling buffoon. Yeah, in the nicest of terms. If if there was a book that he actually wrote himself without a ghostwriter, I would absolutely read it. But I'm not interested in reading the art of the deal. I. I mean, just watching him be president, it's pretty clear he doesn't know how to make a deal at all. <laughs> I mean, if he doesn't have, like, a straight flush in his hand, he can't make a deal. Yeah. He has no poker face. But that's okay. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um, He's, you know, the powers that be, you know, this goes to the name of the pod. Uh, the cabal theory, the people that that make these decisions, they don't listen to podcasts. They don't give a shit. They're they're chilling on yachts. They're on their pedophile islands. They're fucking doing any number of gross, disgusting things, investing money in some way to maybe they can live. They're, I know that there are certain billionaires out there that are currently trying to construct um, like a spaceship, right? It's a spaceship to take them to Mars where they can go and live, but they have to also be able to bring their essentials. So they're going to have like, um, they're going to have like a miniature pedophile island in the spaceship and it's going to go with them to Mars. See, um, the billionaires, the billionaire class has, has figured out how to clone and synthesize young boys, um, to take with them on their space journeys to Mars where they go to live in their billionaire utopia after the, the earth is burning and covered in acidic water. Sounds about right. Uh, it's, it's, it's all true. It's all true. All true. You heard it here. Believe me. Believe me, <laughs> folks. Believe me. Please believe me. You're usually, you're really, really good at and accents but that one trump is hard because yeah. i it's just watching him has melted my brain away um to the I degree where i just i can no longer do a new york accent um they all just sound like fucking trump mm. thought you melted your brain with fishing on wow Oh my god i there i i do many things to smooth my brain <laughs> um the the incredible intelligence that uh, with which I have been gifted by um, the touch of God at birth has become an unbearable. Um, you had the thumbprint from Lion King, born. Right, right, that's right. So I have to use I use things like drugs and alcohol. Um, I watch Married with Children and The Simpsons. Uh, occasionally, Star Wars. Oh. I use all of these things to bring me back down. To the to the level where I can think and understand and and interact with regular people like yourself, myself. Yeah. Me? You're mean. Well, this is awkward. Shut up. <laughs> I am, of course, being sarcastic. I know. Um, I am. I am not a clever man. That comic about the guy, he was trying to make a sandwich and ended up in the seventh dimension of wherever the fuck. <laughs> That's me. That's that's totally me. Um, Weird science. But what did it for me? What a big old titty she had. That's a <laughs> cool. Yes. So best scene in the movie, possibly the only scene in the wor in the movie worth watching. Podcat has an opinion. She always does. I, I want to get into this Daniel Day stuff a little bit. This guy is just a hero. Uh, on the subject of brain melting, th this guy, folks, if you don't know who Daniel Dale is, if you don't follow him on Twitter, and I will I will tell you his handle is at ddale8, the number eight at the end. This guy is a fucking hero. Uh, to my knowledge, he has been to every single Trump rally uh, and continues to do so. He goes to the Trump speeches, the rallies, everything. He documents all of the insane shit that Trump 
says from behind the microphone now if if you were paying attention during the 2016 campaign it was a little funny you'd watch him up there uh behind the podium and he's basically doing a stand-up routine and he goes out there and he tries new jokes at the smaller rallies and then when he gets the big televised rallies he's going out there and he's hitting them he's he's just one after another it's build the wall and then you know they're 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 taking make america our great. make america great again and then just all these buzzwords that's all it is is but but then he connects them with this like weird like filler he's just doing improv comedy <laughs> so now at the trump rallies back in the 16 campaign he would say ridiculous shit but it has gotten worse he's gotten worse he's gotten more deranged the things he says make less sense if you can imagine that and now the 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 tv networks see it's not that the media lies, but whatever that discussion we'll get into some other time. The the coverage of Trump has diminished because they recognize that he is a fucking sundowning old man, and and it becomes increasingly difficult to sell the the popular narrative of Trump back to the people. Um, so they have to tone down how much they cover him. And and it got to a point where they were like basically showing zero of his rallies on TV. Even on Fox News, they would maybe show him for five or 10 minutes and then they would cut away. But but Trump goes up there and he's doing like an hour and a half of material every night. Like, I mean, they got to have him shot up with some kind of fucking amphetamines. There's rumors of the Adderall addiction. That All of that stuff seems perfectly plausible because, I mean, I can barely get out of bed and make breakfast and not need a nap. So I don't know how he does it. Um, the fake tan has he, like special waking powers, maybe. He's getting a methamphetamine tan. Yes. <laughs> It's just incredible. Uh, so now, so now I guess he's been giving these daily coronavirus briefings, and occasionally he's he's bringing up some of the the rally rhetoric with him, and they can't help but not show him. They have to show him in um, in a hundred percent of his speeches. And so this brings me back to Daniel Dale. Daniel Dale goes there, and he he makes sure that we have a record of the things that Trump says. So we can go back and we can laugh at them. But hydroxychloroquine, try it if you'd like. Um, so d- Trump is up there. I, I didn't watch this. Maybe we'll find some audio and edit it back in. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we can kind of clip, watch a bit of it as well. That and the level of testing has been enormous. Yeah, I'll have to find it later. I haven't watched it. This He was basically live-tweeting this as we were setting up to record. But, so now here's a tweet from Dana Dez. It says, Trump on how people on ventilators sometimes die. But when you have a ventilator, don't ask the answer because I hate it. If you have it and it's working beautifully, I don't like the answer because it's not a very high percentage. So I want to keep them out of ventilators. I want to keep them, if if this drug works, it will be not a game changer because that's not a nice enough term. It will be wonderful. It'll be so beautiful. It'll be a gift from heaven if it works because when people go into those ventilators, you know the answers, I know the answers, and I'm glad you don't write about it. Uh, Mike, please. And I, I'm sure he said in there somewhere, believe me, um, I am the only one that can save you, only Mr. Donald Trump. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck that means. Uh, and when you go on a ventilator, that's a serious fucking procedure. I mean, they're stuffing a tube down your throat into your lungs and then a machine breathes for you. Yeah. Um, I've seen we all know how serious that is. That. They usually just. My, my stepmother was on a ventilator after a bout with pneumonia. I mean, she has, like, permanent respiratory issues now, uh, so she's super at risk for this. Wow. You know, she's still on oxygen. I've, I've seen how those how those can be. I think she went a step further. There's another machine. It's like an oscillator of some kind um, that I think she went on, which is even more horrific. But they saved her life, mm. you know. But, no, I mean, this shit is serious. This shit is serious. Um, Trump falsely claims that people getting on and off planes are being tested for the coronavirus. There is no testing for people getting on and off planes. 
Trump was told the airlines have no idea what he is talking about when he says people are being tested getting on and off planes. He muttered, (laughs) okay, well, then you'll check up again. Governments are doing it too. Our government. Mr. President, what kind of, what kind of test, when you say testing, do you mean domestic travel or people coming from outside the country? Both. Some states are doing, when they land, they're doing very strong, very powerful testing. Please go ahead. Some airlines, sir, and they say they don't know what you're talking about. Okay, well, then you'll check up again. And then there's a a link to uh, Daniel Dale's piece, his fact check of this most recent um, therapy session from Donald Trump. Uh, apparently, Donald Trump is recommending that Americans just take this this drug, hydroxychloroquine, uh, because Dr. Trump has done peer-reviewed, uh, double-blind, placebo-controlled, published uh, research on the effects of hydroxychloroquine on COVID-19 which and Republican stomach aches. Yes, but which, actually, I just Googled it because... I really don't know what that actually does, but it's an immunosuppressive drug and antiparasite. It can treat and prevent malaria. It can also treat lupus and arthritis. Well, that is to cure COVID nineteen. Um. Well, I, you know, I and I would like to make it clear that I am in no way a medical professional at all. So do not take any of my advice, but no, you should seriously pump bleach up your asshole. Uh, I think that'll take care of your coronavirus. Well, it takes care of My non-medical non-degree says um, shoot bleach up your ass. Yes. Also, regularly drink bleach water. Fuck water. Fuck the water. Fuck. Who needs water? All bleach. (laughs) All bleach all the time, baby. I'm I'm a Clorox guy, okay? On the next My Strange Addiction. No, I, I'm telling you, I get the Clorox wipes, and I wipe down my counter, and then I, like, wring them out into a glass when I'm done, and I drink it. Ooh, because then, like, all the dirt is going to, like, help your immune, huh? Well, I mean, there's no, you know, there's some, like, dirt <laughs> residue, but there's no germs. It's fucking bleach. Mm. Um, so okay. Trump is up here just telling people... You know, if you if you if you have an upset tummy, go ahead and take some uh, hydroxychloroquine. Mm. Well, everybody knows that Donald Trump is a doctor, um, so when he yes. gives you medical advice, you should follow it to a T. He, of course, got his medical degree at bullshit university with the Reverend Doctors. He, <laughs> Reverend Doctor Trump. Mm-hmm recommends uh hydrocloxiquine to treat your uh, upset stomach also uh twice a day believe daily bleach your asshole <laughs> <laughs> if i if i could not fumble over the punchline it would be much funnier yeah uh bleach enemas recommended mm-hmm. by dr also Reverend dr trump i'd also treats um i I'd, autism i do that a lot no, that's what it is. It's to... Oh, to treat autism. Well, well yes. of course. Of course. Everybody knows that bleach enemas treat autism. Yes. Here's it, apparently. Very nice. Of course. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Are you going to fight another man naked? Only if his balls are on my face. <laughs> Only. <laughs> Dude, that that is a genius movie. That is one of the the funniest movies ever made. It Sasha is. Baron Cohen is just a, a god. Comrade Cohen is one of my personal heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, Borat was fantastic. Bruno also fantastic. The Dictator, pretty good movie. I I I wish he would have stuck with his realism thing. This, have you have you watched This Is America? We watched some of that where he goes out we there did. and gets these. Um, I think I only watched the first episode or so, but the the <laughs> the one that got all the press, the toddler gun yes. thing, he gets that NRA, the NRA bigwig to come out there and endorse arming toddlers. Jesus. He did it with uh, Bernie Sanders, no? Yeah, but Bernie wasn't buying his bullshit. Bernie was just kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, this guy. He's, I, I don't think he was doing the gun thing with Bernie. He was like a... Um, he was just doing a He was like a sick maybe. guy. 
he was kind of like a old oh, yes. white guy. He was like had all kinds of medical problems and shit. Yes, yes, yes. And and Bernie was like Bernie like listened to him. He was pretty. There wasn't any, ever really a gotcha moment there with him. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to do that with with uh, Tio Bernie. He's just the Tio Bernie. Tio Bernie is the shit. You know, mm-hmm. he might support um, our drone program. But we can forgive him. He's the closest thing to a, um, a Fidel that we have, so. Very true. Viva Bernie. Yes. Now, um, a long I'm way not sure Nina how did we get into this. Um, oh, Nina Turner. Mm-hmm. Big, big salute to Nina Turner. We love Nina Turner um, on this pod. Hopefully one day she will be a friend of the pod. That would be wonderful. That would be. So um, I just want to get right into this one. This is a New York Times article. Um, there's four authors credited. Peter Baker, Maggie Haberman, Zolan Kano-Youngs, and Nolan Wyland. I'm just going to read the first couple paragraphs here. Uh, Peter T. Gaynor, the federal government's top emergency manager, was about to go on television last week to announce that he would use wartime production powers to ensure the manufacture of about 60,000 desperately needed coronavirus test kits. With minutes until the camera went live, though, he still had to let the White House know. The person he hurriedly called? None other than... Jared Kushner. The king of all fail sons, Jared Kushner himself. Now, somehow, I mean, Jared Kushner, what an amazing, amazing man. He has, he he is a billionaire genius real estate developer um, who inherited absolutely no wealth from his family. He is completely self-made, exactly the same as Kylie Jenner. And... And then he, um, yeah, he did that for a little bit. His his dad went to prison, and Kushner, all by himself, supported his entire family. And then he met one of the most wonderful Americans ever born, Ivanka Trump, and they got married. Uh, she obviously saw what an intelligent and um, well-read individual Mr. Kushner is. Um, straight A Ivy League education, of course. So, I mean, she fell deeply in love with him, spread the legs there together, they're married. So he is the son-in-law of the God Emperor himself, Donald Trump. And somehow, I, I mean, I don't know how we didn't find this guy before. Where was Obama on Kushner? You know, how come Obama didn't get this guy on the line having him solving problems? I mean, we that recession... I mean, it probably would never would have happened if George W. Bush had been on the phone with Jared Kushner. I mean, let's just be honest. So now Kushner is, um, he, he completed Peace in the Middle East, right? There's Peace in the Middle East now? But of course. There's no more. Uh, the Israelis are no longer um, murdering Palestinian refugees in the Gaza Strip. Um, they are now living at peace. Thanks to Jared Kushner and his impeccable genius. I mean, hats off. Hats off. Round of applause for Jared Kushner. I'll give him. You're not clapping. That's okay. Half a round of applause for Mr. Kushner. Your granddad clapped. Very good. Very good. Um, so now, uh, so I guess Jared Kushner's in charge of the coronavirus response now. So mm-hmm. we have nothing to worry about. Everything's good. Everything's cool. We do not. Wait, what? Hang on. I'm sorry. From our production studio, I'm I'm being directly wired information now. We are not okay. It's not okay. Things are bad. I'm confused. Jared Kushner's on the case. How can things be bad? Help me out here. He took all the toilet paper. Bastard. Now we have to use the bidet. I mean, I I have voluntarily been using the bidet for years now. All you suckers, get on the train, the bidet train. I mean, it's 2020. If you're not spraying your ass out with pressured water um, after you take a shit, what are you doing? What are you doing? We Do you wipe live in a cardboard it. box? We wipe it with 
cotton tree pulp yeah and i prefer note cards if i don't have my bidet note cards note cards Mm -hmm. yes but i don't flush them there's like a special trash can for for my wiping cards what about just taking a shower i just use the bidet all right anyway so kushner piece of shit i guess it does relate to the bidet um, I always bidet my ass after taking a taking a Kushner. Oh, I'm so I ruined the bit. I ruined the bit. I'm supposed to be. Um, I, I can't keep it up anymore. Um, we have some audio of Kushner taking an entire sixty seconds to say exactly nothing. Um, that I will edit in. Uh, what the president asked is that all of the recommendations that we make be based on data. He wanted us to be very rigorous to make sure that we were studying the data, collecting data. A lot of things in this country were happening very quickly, and we wanted to make sure that we were trying to keep updating our models and making sure that we were making informed decisions and informed recommendations to him based on the data that we were able to collect and put together. Uh, The president wanted to make sure that we had the best people doing the best jobs and making sure that we had the right people focused on all the things that needed to happen to make sure that we can deliver in these unusual times for the American people. The president also instructed me to make sure that I break down every barrier needed to make sure that the teams can succeed. This is a, an effort where the government is doing things that the government doesn't normally do, where we're stretching, where we're, we're acting very quickly. And uh, the president wants to make sure that the White House is fully behind the different people running the different lines of effort to make sure that we get everything done in a speed that the president demands. Wow, I am just dumber for having listened to that. That's just amazing. So now, apparently, um, the federal government stockpiles medical equipment for use in emergencies. Um, we just It's just a thing that, you know, we do for the betterment of society. Um, so now, I'm, I'm not aware of very many places in the United States that are strictly controlled by the federal government and don't answer to some sort of, like, state municipality state-level municipality, I should say. Like, the word state has multiple meanings, but in this case, I'm talking about, like, states of America. Uh, I think Washington, D.C. is an example that's, like, not a state, and I think they have the answer to the federal government, so I don't really understand how all that works. Um, But that's the only one I can really think of. So what is our whole stockpile just meant for um, Washington, D.C.? I mean, maybe I'm... Sorry. Yeah, it seems that way. Just That's, all of it. Yeah, because it's, I guess it's why it's the federal stockpile and not the state's stockpile. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here. What I'm referring to is, of course, um, Jared Kushner. It, it, I, I don't even really know how to explain this. It's so stupid. Um, here, just take a listen for yourself. The same thing with the mask. So the N9. And you have instances where in cities they're running out, but the state still has a stockpile. And the notion of the federal stockpile was it's supposed to be our stockpile. It's not supposed to be state stockpiles that they then use. So we're encouraging the states to make sure that they're assessing the needs, they're getting the data from their local local, uh, situations, and then trying to fill it with the supplies that we've given them. Okay, yeah, no, so I really have no words. If the stockpile is not meant to be passed down to the states, then what the fuck is the point? Um, Washington, D.C. needs it. Of course, D.C. uh, would need it. Uh, Of course, you got to keep them there for the hospitals and nursing homes that service our Congress. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, lawmakers absolutely need to have the best health care in the entire world. Don't they already? Pretty close. Pretty close. Um, most of it off tax paradigm, mm-hmm. which is kind of, you know, I mean, you should ask Bernard Sanders what he thinks about that. Theo Bernie. So, um, now we're we're in this situation now where. Now, you see, every state in America has a governor, right? And the governor is sort of like a mini president for the state. So now those people are like living, thinking, breathing human beings, even though sometimes it doesn't seem that way. Um, occasionally, they appear to be lizard people carefully disguised as humans. I'm looking at you, Florida. <laughs> now, 
Um, our governor has done a, a good job by our standards, I, I suppose. I mean, they acted quickly, um, got Ish. everything shut down. Our, our local mayor is a shithead, but our governor, Steve Sisolak, I mean, whatever. He did better than some of these other fucking states I'm seeing, I'll say that. I mean, he's still a corporatist piece of shit, but, I mean, 90% of our politicians are. So, beyond that, though, there are other governors who have sort of, like, placed themselves in opposition to Trump. And now mm -hmm. those states are not getting the supplies that they need from the federal government. Uh, and there are situations where the, the federal government has stepped in and created bidding wars between the states for, like vital medical equipment things like masks and ventilators and gowns and shit like that it's it's completely fucked and it's all this it's like this giant trump ego stroking thing and you know this is how you know like when stormy daniels this is i got a segue real quick when stormy daniels came out and said that trump had like a small mushroom like dick these this is where it shows up in real life. This is where those kinds of things like where I can go, yeah, you know what? He probably does have a small dick because he does shit like this. He's so worried about what people think of him, even though I'm, I'm sure he doesn't really give a shit about what, uh, what's her name? Um, Melania thinks about his dick. The only, the oh. only dick opinion he really needs is his own and Ivanka's. Yeah. Oh, I went there. I went there. Trump would totally fuck his daughter if he could. He probably already is. Mm. I love that. I love that quote. I have to find that audio. Oh, okay. Perhaps if she wasn't my daughter, I'd be dating her. If Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. You know? Stop it. Oh, it's so weird. Stop it. You know what? You are sick. Yeah. 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 Oh, you're terrible. known for saying is outrageous things, Mr. Just Trump. Like who is Woody Allen? <laughs> 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 oh my goodness, I have no words. Yeah, so Christian is an idiot. He is the, um, his only qualifications are marrying, being born rich, marrying a rich family, um, and that's it. That's it. Those are his qualifications. Um, if you take away him being the A being born into a rich family and marrying rich, then I am exactly as qualified as Jared Kushner to not only handle the coronavirus epidemic, but bring peace to the Middle East. Which to be complete well to be completely honest with you, I could definitely, definitely, definitely do better than Jared Kushner. I think a monkey could probably do better. Well, I, I, I'm not going to say right now, because you and I have the same job, uh, well, when we are employed, um, and I think a monkey could definitely do our jobs, too, so I, let's not, I don't want to talk shit about monkeys doing other people's jobs, because I definitely have a stupid bullshit job that a monkey could do. <laughs> oh, how I miss that monkey job. So, so let's uh, let's segue from Jared Kushner. Let's get into some more international politics. Uh, let's talk about Venezuela. Venezuela. This is one of my favorites. Um, as a Marxist, when I talk about socialism with anybody, they love to say, "What about Venezuela?" And it's it's one of my favorites. It's absolutely one of my favorites, and I usually can shit on it right away by just pointing out. Um, the the record in history of U.S. interventionism in Latin America. Uh, every time a Latin American country starts getting a starts getting their a little populism going, getting a little socialism, getting a little suffrage, um, getting the vote out, uh, the U.S. steps in and says no because almost universally, um, the poor and working class people of these countries vote against the politicians that have American interests in mind. And we can't have that, right? That's not allowed. No, of course. Now you are you you have like a special relationship with Latin America. I do. My mother was born. 
I do. My mother was born and raised up until t- 10 years old in Nicaragua. Did she ever encounter any death squads or anything like that? I mean, obviously not. No, she was too young. She was too young for the um, for the Civil War. But she mainly, she really re- only remembers her way here. I can say it. She's a citizen now. She came here illegally. She came here through the river. And mainly, a lot of her stories are about that trip here. But I asked her, and you know, it's. I don't know. My heart goes out to this. It's very, very touching for me, you know. Well, then that's that's because when the U.S. gets involved, it's usually the the poor and yeah. the working class of a country that are hurt the worst. And when you start talking about Latin American countries, the number of poor and working class people are much uh, higher per capita than in you know wealthy nations like the United States. I mean, don't get me wrong; we have a large uh percentage of our population living in poverty oh yes but those it, it, it i mean i'm just i'm completely talking out of my ass i might be completely wrong on this but just that's common sense would tell me now um you know nicaragua of course there's there's a lot of history there with the reagan administration and before but i i specifically want to talk about here venezuela now venezuela has been a hotbed for for U.S. politics for, what, 30, 40 years, maybe longer. And it and it's in a list of countries that we have attempted to meddle in and have been unable to. Um, the, most, the most recent example of a successful uh, U.S. intervention was Bolivia. And I, you remember I was really particularly pissed off about that shit. And it's actually, it's kind of crumbling with the coronavirus. There's a chance that uh, the U.S. coup may not hold, but we'll have to wait and see on that one. But so far, any U.S. coup attempts in Venezuela have been unsuccessful. Um, but it, it looks like Trump is moving in for a kill shot. I, it's tough to tell if it's just posturing or if they're serious. So on the 26th of March... The Department of Justice indicted President Nicolas Maduro on charges of narco-terrorism, drug trafficking, and money laundering. Uh, They're offering a $15 million reward for any sort of information that leads to his arrest. Now, why would they do that? It's because, well, in these these charges, they've charged other high-ranking Venezuelan officials, but there are some military people that have been left out of the charges maybe they could think like oh yeah that 15 million i'll help a coup i'll help a military coup for 15 million u.s you know it's bribery well of course but if you think about it if they're already charging him and so they're trying to get more in for more evidence against him but aren't they already just charging him like shouldn't they already have this evidence well usually in in these kinds of proceedings all the evidence there is going to be like totally secret from the public they do this shit in grand juries and the reason they do that is is to avoid scrutiny to to absolutely avoid the microscope of the public and the media and 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 really largely the american corporate media just falls in line with these with these stories so now uh, narco-terrorism Whatever the fuck that means. I guess we've all seen Narcos on Netflix, right? That's a... Very good show. Yeah, a, a very good propaganda piece. Um, very much like Jack Ryan season two. Um, that's all... All of that shit. Well, I mean, you laugh, but... The the people that own those media corporations, the people that are, that are the shareholders, are the same people... Uh, printing the newspapers, printing the magazines, uh, getting you... that They're the same people that are pushing the coverage of the Venezuela story so that when inevitably the U.S. moves troops into Venezuela, public support will be high enough that they can get away with it. All right, That's all this is to do is to drum up public support. So those charges, narco-terrorism, drug trafficking, money laundering, they largely don't mean... Anything. Would you like the definition on narco-terrorism? Sure, give it to me. It is a term coined by former President Fernando Belaunde, Terry of Peru in 1983, 
when describing terrorist-type attacks against his nation's anti-narcotics police. That is where it was. So the the term terrorism is is largely used to um, drum up public support, you know, um, especially since 9-11. Really, it's just guerrilla warfare, you know. And I'm not advocating for violence, but at some point, the oppressed peoples run out of options. And, you know, it is what it is. This is not narco-terrorism. I try to pay close attention to international publications. I try to read as much as I can about these things. But it's really hard to be sure where you're getting your information from and the kind of slant. And basically, drug trafficking is a boogeyman. That's your fifth filter stuff. That's, that is a, a boogeyman to rally public support around. Common enemy. It's the common enemy. That's all it is. Um, whether or not somebody, you know, you think 50 years ago, if they were growing cannabis and moving it across the border, they call that drug trafficking. Now, uh, is cocaine worse? That's arguable. It, it, it doesn't really matter none of it really matters because who sets who makes the rules is the united states and her allies Uh, if we say you moving cocaine is illegal then it's illegal and we expect you to comply with those laws at all times um but this just seems fishy to me you know maybe they do have some kind of uh narc uh, narcotic trade down there but that's none of our business. It's none of our business. And that's the frame of, that's the frame of discussion. That's where the Overton window is. Is, is, is when you run the nightly news, on the 6 o'clock news, if, if the anchor says drug trafficking, it automatically puts a response into you. But really the question is, what business do we have telling other countries what they can and can't do? And obviously, moving cocaine into the United States is extremely profitable because the people of the United States like to do cocaine. I, I, it's a fact. It's just a fact, and it has been for a long time. Uh, we are allies in Afghanistan with people that grow uh, opium and heroin. Uh, they are definitely... They definitely fit the textbook ne- the textbook definition of drug traffickers, but we don't we're not trying to indict them, and bring them back to the U.S. Um, to hold them accountable. Why not? Oh, oh, that's right. I'll tell you why not. Because we want to control Venezuela. We want to control their oil and their their natural resources. And right now, the Venezuelan government is not friendly to U.S. corporations. Um, in fact, their oil company is run by the state and that runs exactly counter to the interests of corporate america and that's all it is so the the, this whole drug trafficking thing is just stupid just on its face is stupid but it it leads me to where i'm going with this so that was the 26th of march the 1st of April, this is not an April Fool's joke. Now, here, this is from the Associated Press. U.S. to deploy anti-drug Navy ships near Venezuela. Oh, so now the Navy, the Navy has anti-drug ships. I guess they always have since, you know, the, the drug trade in Latin America became such a hot-button issue for, you know, working class and poor Americans here back home because we really give a shit, you know. I think it was the dolphins. They sniffed it out. Yeah, the... <laughs> We can't have those dolphins getting high. You know, this is all a large campaign to get the cocaine away from the turtles. First, we take away their straws, and then we limit their cocaine. You know, see, what happens is when the Navy ships show up to bust these traffickers, they dump the coke over the side of the boat, right? And it sinks down. The turtles are like, oh, man, fucking radical, dude, right? <laughs> and then they, they get their straws out of the uh, the plastic garbage patch, and they have a party. It's actually in the whales stomachs that's where they keep all their plastics i'm sorry i didn't want to spoil finding nemo 3 for anybody spoiler alert spoiler alert um and so back to this so we're the u.s navy is going to deploy anti-drug navy ships um the associated press called this the largest uh, operation down there since 1989 when the navy moved in to take manuel noriega out of panama 
And the, and there was a line in there also um, mentioning the on-the-ground special forces that are seldom seen in these kind of operations. So we're actually sending boots on the ground to Venezuela over these drug charges. And, and they can get away with it because the public support's already kind of been built up. We've labeled Maduro as a, uh, as a drug trafficker. So now he's just like Chapo or he's just like, you know, any of these other guys. Just completely demonized. Now, like I said before, we'll see if this is bluff and just posturing or if the U.S. is actually going to try to move in and take this motherfucker out. But, you know, I, I don't think they do that. I, the people love Maduro. And he has the military. The, the, the Cubans support Maduro. This could lead to a an actual war that the U.S. is involved in, not just a proxy war where we're funding some fucking terrorist group to go in there and, you know, eliminate the population. You know, we might actually just be eliminating their population with our own troops this time. You know, and it's scary. It's fucking scary. It's And it's largely unnecessary. You know, this is this is going to drive Raytheon stock up 1% or 2%. And that's all these motherfuckers give a shit about. That's all they care about. Their money. Raytheon. Um, Raytheon Technologies. The future of aerospace and defense. Was, was Northrop gun, gunman, gunman Northrop? And our dream has become reality. And just wait till you see what's next. That's the value of performance. Northrop Grumman. What are they, they make missiles and shit. Oh, yeah. okay. I think GE makes something for... Oh, General Electric makes missiles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. GE. General... They make, they make washing machines, fridges, and um, missiles. Light bulbs. And light bulbs. Light bulbs. Yes, I just saw them at Lowe's. We needed light bulbs. So yeah, they're they're all scumbags, which brings me to a another more local story. Um, now this <laughs> during the Trump administration, something amazing has happened. Um, it's a, and I don't know who coined the term, but it's referred to as hypernormalization. We have been hypernormalized. Now every day there is a a news story in the New York Times and the Washington Post, the Associated Press. There is some news story that if 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 whatever that story was had happened during like the nineties or the early two thousands, it would have absolutely had wall to wall coverage for weeks and ultimately ended the careers of several politicians and you know, possibly jail sentences kinds of things. Like but now these kinds of things happen like almost every day and and it's just completely forgotten about by the next news cycle. It's just amazing. They have absolutely perfected the art of getting away with it. It's it's just amazing. It's infuriating. Um and I'm completely powerless to stop it. So I figure maybe we just we just named some names. So um, I have information here. I think a lot of this, I got most of this from two articles. One is from Politico by Ma Maggie Severns and Katie O'Donnell. The other was a New York Times article uh, from Eric Lipton, Nicholas Fandos, Sharon Lafreniere, and Julian E. Barnes. Sorry if I butcher any of those names. Um, I can't read my own handwriting. So now this, this centers around... Um, an insider trading scandal. Now, this is huge. This is what sent Martha Stewart to prison. And I think out of respect for, for Mama Martha, you know, we got to talk about it. We got to keep this on the airwaves. This has to be talked about. And these motherfuckers got to be held to account at least a little bit, I guess. They probably won't be. But, you know, I mean, why not call them out? So it centers around... Senator Richard M. Burr, Republican from North Carolina. Do you know this guy? We're best friends. Just, uh, is your golfing buddy, are you, you caddy for him sometimes? He caddies for me. So he's the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee. Mm -hmm. So they get like clas classified briefings from the CIA and the NSA and all of our different, um, all of our narco-terrorist organizations, uh, 
so in a in a closed door meeting, I guess they discussed the coronavirus and the global response to it. This was on February the fourth, and then just about a week later, they had another closed door meeting on February the twelfth. The next day, Burr unloads like one point seven million dollars in stock. Um, Change money to him. I, well, actually, it, now. I always say it's the billionaires that control things, but most of the politicians are not billionaires. Most of them are like millionaires, or at the yeah. very least, like hundreds of thousands of heirs. I mean, to to us, heirs. it's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, but they are not like none of these people have money like Jeff Bezos. Right. No one has money like Jeff Bezos, but Jeff Bezos. But Be- Jeff Bezos and the Walton family and the Gates family and um, there's 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 a lot of them. So now, um, I mean, this is this is a story that, like, if anybody else did this, they'd be they'd be fucking throwing the book at him. But it's not just uh, Senator Burr. No, there was like four other senators and a laundry list of representatives in the House that made stock moves during uh, this time, and they all make the same defense: like this information was public. We made all this information on public, yeah. public, or they say, "Oh, my broker handles all my things," or whatever. <laughs> whatever, whatever. I don't fuck you. Fuck you and your brokers and your fucking... Fuck all of you guys. Um, the average American does not own any stocks. The stock market does not affect the imagi- the average American. And the ones that do own stock, it's usually through a 401k, and it's like highly diversified mutual funds, whatever the fuck, however the fuck the 401k was worked. It's just a, it's just a stupid excuse for uh, an actual federal a federal retirement plan they just give us this oh yeah you don't have to pay taxes on this and you can't touch it for 70 years so hopefully you know hopefully you'll be dead by then and it won't matter right so anyways uh, all these rich motherfuckers in there they're they're making the laws and they're they're getting this information they're over there making making moves protecting their money making sure they're okay while the rest of us are left to starve i have a couple of the names your best friends Mitch McConnell? Yes. Oh, I love Mitch McConnell. Unfortunately, Mitch McConnell was not one of the people that made one of these trades, at least not according to this uh, article, but it was an aide to Mitch McConnell, a senior aide, which, I, and I just, I love this. All these fucking evil Republican douchebags, they all have stupid names. Um, this man is named Scott Sloofman. Uh, Mr. Sloofman made a large purchase in a company that was working on coronavirus uh, cure research. Um, there's a, there's several Democrats on this list too, uh, which doesn't surprise me in the least because as I've been saying for years, the democratic party and the Republican party are the same party. We should call it the democratic Republican party. Um, and that's very important to remember when you want to criticize countries that have one party rule, because we kind of have that here in the U S true. Um, yeah, except it's not. It's not the Communist Party, unfortunately. Someday. Shut we'll get you. there someday. So, yeah, I mean, these all, all these scumbags, they just, they don't even care. And this is how out of touch they are. They've gotten caught and nothing's going to happen. Nobody will be held to account because everybody's just too busy freaking out. The, the unemployment numbers are ridiculous. Um, what are we, above 45% unemployment now? I think so. I think here... Oh, here locally, it's completely fucked. I mean, our entire city's basically shut down. Unless you're a teenager working in fast food or a grocery store. Or Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts. These these terrible corporations that are still sending their employees to work. You know? Especially food handlers and stuff. They're sending them to work. You know? We need to see more strikes. More organization. You know, I, I wish I had... I wish I had a better solution... You have anything to add? Anything you want to add to that? Not sure. Not sure. Not sure. Kind of all explains itself a little bit. Your name is Not Sure. Is this correct? Yes. No, my name is Not. Not is correct. That's a great movie. Fucking. <laughs> that's a fucking awesome movie. And and it's just it's all coming true, but much quicker than anticipated. And in idiocracy, it only took five hundred years, 
we're we're on pace to do it in 50. So before we go, I kind of want to I want to end with this. This came across this came across my uh, my Twitter feed, and uh, it's friend of the show Ben Burgess uh, popping up, dropping some knowledge on some folks on Twitter. Uh, for those who may not know him, uh, Ben Burgess is a intellectual. He's a philosophy guy. Uh, I believe he's a teacher of some kind. I don't know if he's a professor or not, but um, I do know he's written a book, and it's very good, and you should go out and buy it and read it, and it's called Logic for the Left, or Give Them an Argument, Logic for the Left. Uh, that's a, it's a good read. Anyways, so Ben Burgess is replying to something stupid that Justin Amash said in response to somebody who's an author, I guess, that I've never heard of. But I, I just find this interesting. Alina, you want to read this? Uh, yeah. Should I say her name? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. All right. So from Leila Lalami. I hope I said that right. At Leila Lamy. Uh, she wrote, Capitalism means I get charged $125 to cancel a $200 ticket by an airline that's getting bailed out with my taxpayer money. In which Justin Amash responded with, or replied with, That's not capitalism. You're describing cronyism or corporatism or what some people call corporate socialism or welfare. Which is just unspeakably stupid, just on its face. Uh, there's, there's hardly any such thing as corporate socialism. Uh, this, this is just something that. A welfare. Well, when people corporate welfare is usually what they call it. I've never heard it called corporate socialism. Uh, that's something I think Justin Amash just made up. So in steps. Ben Burgess with a delightful thought experiment, um, and I would I would just like to take part in this thought experiment with uh, with you. I think this is fun. So, alrighty, take it away. Thread. This is deeply silly. It's not deeply silly. Oh, not deeply not. silly. Sorry, Ben. I know you're trying to preface that. <laughs> To help see why, indulge me for a minute in a silly thought experiment. Not silly, Ben. <laughs> All right. Imagine a cannibalistic society where citizens are selected to be killed and eaten by some sort of lottery. Human meat is processed, worker-controlled slaughterhouses. Just to avoid opening an irrelevant can of worms about market socialism versus planning, let's assume that the meat is then marketlessly distributed among the remaining citizens according to the directives of some sort of democratic planning body. I, I can get I can get behind this. This is the kind of socialism that I'm talking about. No. Minus is, the cannibalism. No? Wait, no, I actually no, 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 no. I like the cannibalism. I am pro cannibalist uh cannibal socialist. Cannibal Continue. Cannibal I'm, socialist, all right. Sorry. I can't help myself. Daisy. We you know we're headed there. We're 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 headed to Daisy times. Yeah. Okay. Indeed. Carry your beans. Indeed. Stock up on beans. Eat humans. To continue, the society I've just described is deeply morally evil. Dissenters would be absolutely justified in engaging in armed struggle to shut down one of its central practices, but I think most socialists would acknowledge that it is a form of socialism. Which I think as a as a Marxist, I can yes, I can confirm that is socialism, mm -hmm. a socialism that particularly excites me, <clears throat> especially uh, I'm I'm very excited because of the the next tweet in particular. Even if the lottery were often rigged by the elected lottery captains to make sure their personal rival rivals were more likely to be eaten, etc., which would make it even worse. We're still talking about a. Uh, quote-unquote, terrible socialist society. So, yeah, no, I, I, I know I hyped that up, but that's it's actually terrible. But I can, <laughs> I just know that Mitch McConnell would never get picked in the lottery. 
like ever. It would never happen. He's just such a dirty slime ball. He would rig that fucking election with everything he's got. He really would. <clears throat> All right. So, so what's the point? So here's a moral. Economic systems are defined by structural features like who possesses the means of production and gets to decide on the distribution of the social surplus, not whether the players in that system are operating according to any given moral code. Structural features that socialists always had in mind when they used the word socialism are obviously not met by e, uh, Stalin's USSR or Mao's China. When democratic socialists point this out, some very confused capitalist apologists cry, no true Scotsman. It's not, and as the example above amply demonstrates, not because we arbitrarily exclude anything that doesn't live up to our moral ideas, ideals. Amash's thing, on the other hand, absolutely is no true Scotsman. So what Ben is really talking about here in this thread is what makes society socialist and what makes these ideas uh, socialist or not. And it's very common that people jump to use that word to describe things that just plainly don't fit, that they just don't fit. Um, <laughs> the... The whole cronyism thing, may, maybe I could get behind that. I think that's an actual coin term. But <clears throat> let's let's talk about the very first tweet there. What what, what Layla is saying? It's like the that episode of South Park with um with the cable companies with Comcast, and they they just they open their shirts and they start rubbing their nipples <laughs> and they say, "We're sorry, oh we're sorry." <laughs> Oh, we're so sorry. That's that's how these fucking airline companies are, and the, all of these fucking major corporations—they don't give a fuck about human beings or human life. And <laughs> why? The, why would they? Well, I mean, I I don't really have an answer for that, other than you know we live in a society, um, and we're supposed to you know have each other's backs. You know, no. No human feat has been completed by one man alone. You know, the advancement of, of humanity is to be credited to all people that have ever lived and died. It, because they have all made some contribution to the continuance of the, of the human condition. You know, I mean, that's, that's why... One person having a hundred billion dollars is just wrong. It's just morally wrong. And I'll argue that with anybody. So <clears throat> her point here is that she's getting charged more than half the cost of the ticket to change a flight after the airline is taking a taxpayer bailout. And yeah, Who that pays is capitalism. More taxes? Her or the company? Probably her. Yeah. Probably her. Um but yeah, no, the uh, the whole idea of a bailout, that's as capitalist as it gets. It's not, it's not corporate socialism. That's fucking stupid. There's no such thing. This is what happens when all of the institutions of what is supposed to be a democratic government are taken over through regulatory capture, and then there's no governing body left to uh, keep these companies in line. And then they just do whatever the fuck they want. You know, you go open a bank account, and then they charge you for being poor. You know, I mean, and that's common practice. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> anyways, we're living in a, a very dark and depressing world. And um, it's really hard to make fun of that. So uh, let me just, you know, lighten it up a little bit by just saying Justin Amash is a tool. He's a fucking tool. Um, I hope, <laughs> I hope he runs as a Democrat so that he can lose to somebody from like justice Democrats up there in Michigan. Uh, how this fucking guy ever got elected in the first place is beyond me. Daddy's money. I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I don't know that much about Justin Amash. Um, maybe I should be prepared for a podcast, I guess. I should learn these things. 
But I, you know what I do know about Justin Amash is that he's a total fucking tool. And fuck that guy. Alright, so, um, it's been fun. We'll, uh, we'll do this again next week. Cool. Today. Cool, cool. Alright, we'll see you there. Thanks. Bye. Bye.